Welcome to The Art of Charm. I'm Jordan Harbinger. The Art of Charm brings together the best coaches in the industry to teach you guys how to crush it in life, love, and at work. Imagine having a mix of experienced mentors teaching you their expertise, packing decades of research, testing, and tough lessons into a concise curriculum. We've created one of the premier men's lifestyle programs available anywhere, and it's free. This is the show we wish we had a decade ago. This show is about you, and we're here to help you become the best man you can be in every area of your life. Make sure to stay up to date with everything going on here and get some killer free ebooks as well as drills and exercises that'll help you become more charismatic and confident by signing up for the newsletter at theartofcharm.com. If you're new to the show but you want to know more about what we teach here at The Art of Charm, listen to the toolbox at theartofcharmpodcast.com slash toolbox. That's where you'll get the fundamentals of dating and attraction such as body language, eye contact, vocal tonality, all that stuff that's more important than you might think. We've got boot camps running every single month here in California. Details at theartofcharm.com, and I'm looking forward to meeting all of you guys here at The Art of Charm. Enjoy. Here's a show I did with my friend Gabriel Mizrahi, who you might recognize from the North Korea podcasts. We did a show on thelip.tv, and I think it came out really well, and I explained a lot about what we do at The Art of Charm sort of from an internal slash coaching perspective. So a lot of you guys who've been through boot camp or are thinking about boot camp or just curious about how the art of charm works and what we're all about, I think you guys will enjoy this. So here goes. The best-selling novel, The Game, blew the lid off of the pickup artist community, teaching men all over the world how to up their game and get the girl. But way before that book came out, there was a guy in Michigan in his basement who wanted to get better, not just with women, but in life. So he started a talk show, a podcast basically, that grew into this underground phenomenon. Seven years later, thousands of men have graduated from his unique boot camp called The Art of Charm. He has hundreds of thousands of listeners on his talk show, The Art of Charm. It's now the number one self-help podcast on iTunes. And he's here with me today in the studio, the one and the only Jordan Harbinger. Welcome to the show, Jordan. Hey, thanks for having me, man. You look good. Good thing I'm not wearing one of those electric dresses right now. Oh, yeah, that would be a little yeah. awkward. We did a segment <laughs> earlier on this uh, electric dresses out of the Netherlands, which would go transparent yeah. if you got nervous. So basically, we'd both be showing some nip <laughs> yeah. if we were wearing those. Yeah. But we're not. We're here. Yeah. Welcome. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. It's a good excuse to wear pants on a work day. Yeah, usually so. you're not wearing right. pants, and it's just weird. <laughs> Why bother? Um, the Art of Charm is one of the most interesting companies I've ever seen. You've been a friend of mine for a while, so I've seen what you do. It's like part boot camp, part coaching, part life. I mean, it's a lot of things. Tell us about what you do. It is a lot of things. Essentially, what we do at The Art of Charm is teach, and I emphasize we. There's a whole team. A lot of people will say, oh, this is the guy who does it. He's the face of the brand, but really it's... There's a whole team behind us, therapists, former rock musicians, scientists, awesome field coaches that have worked with us for years. So I want to emphasize that for sure. But essentially what we do as a company is teach emotional intelligence as a set of physical skills and nonverbal communication, especially as a learning set that anybody can learn and master. So a lot of people think, oh, you know, you're born with that stuff, and it's just not true. It's a learnable, teachable skill. So if you're a programmer in a basement, just like I was a long time ago in law school, you can learn to be more charismatic. You can learn to have personal magnetism, and that's really liberating for a lot of us that weren't born with it. So right, because you went through this journey yourself, didn't you? Absolutely, yeah. I used to be really shy, really quiet. I went to law school. I was very studious. I got a little bit louder and more obnoxious than for sure, but not necessarily in a good way. And so I decided to work on that aspect because I thought if I'm going to be working on Wall Street or working in a law firm, I need to be much more relatable and much more personable than I, than I was at that time. So I put a lot of effort into that skill set. And I also 
was mentored by a lawyer who hired me for an internship that I didn't want. And he was never in the office, and he never had any problem keeping his job. He supposedly made more money than everybody else at the firm. So one day, I sat him down and asked him, what's the deal? How come you're never here? And everyone says, you make more money, and you don't even, your office is, is dusty. What what's did going he, what on? What did he say? He said that the reason he was indispensable and the reason that the other schmoes were in the office on Sunday at 1 a.m. was because he was bringing in the business. And the reason he was bringing in the business was because he knew how to network, he knew how to make connections, he knew how to get people to like and trust him, and he knew how to make that work for the firm. So, so you, you took that and ran with I it? I took that and ran with it. I thought, wait a minute, I don't have to check for commas and documents, but I can be social and turn that into a better, more lucrative skill set than simply being a regular lawyer. I'm in. Where do I sign up? And, of course, that led me down a decade-long path. And that's what led to the art of charm. Absolutely. Indirectly. You know, we've talked a lot about this, and off-air we were talking earlier, and, you know, you were saying that when you tell a guy or a girl to be more confident, it's almost like telling them, be taller. Right. You know, so, but you you say that this stuff is really teachable. It is. So how is it teachable if you can't make somebody be that way? Right, sure. Being, that is totally correct. It's like the best and worst advice ever. It's up there with be yourself, right? What does that mean? Be confident. And essentially what confidence is, is a set of nonverbal communication characteristics that charismatic people have. Science has observed a lot of these things. It has to do with vocal tonality, eye contact, the way you sit, stand, walk, talk, a lot of what you say with your body. Are you being needy? Are you being too aloof? Are you being closed off? There's a lot of that, and it gets really, really nuanced, especially because one of the tenets at the Art of Charm is that the mind follows the body and the body follows the mind. And this isn't like woo-woo, done too much yoga type of stuff. What it is is that your physiology betrays your mindsets. So if you're a shy, closed-off person, you're going dist- to naturally exhibit that in your body. And so when you do that, other people pick up on that subconsciously. We're always reading body language. We've evolved to do that. Women are 20 times better at it than men are. So a lot of guys will go in thinking, but I look great, and I'm dressed to the nines, and I said this really funny thing, and still people don't like me or women won't respond to me. And it has a lot more to do with these subconscious signals that they're giving off non-verbally than anything that they're actually trying to do outwardly, and that's where a lot of guys shoot themselves in the foot. Right, and then they walk into the art of charm, and you start working on them from every aspect, right? You work on the mind, you work on the body, you work on the style. You get deep pretty quickly in your your week-long attraction course. Right. Right. Now, part of what you're teaching, Jordan, is part of it is dating and relationships. It's how to get the girl. Sure. But it's also about the lifestyle. But you consider yourself the unpickup artist. Definitely don't want to be associated why, with that. Why are you so not? Why, the, what, what is the reason? Is and don't get me wrong. I think there's a whole sort of pickup artist type movement that was maybe good for men, but probably actually not that good for most of us, and definitely not good for the way that men look at women either. Uh, and so we really don't like that because. On the one hand, I have to credit the the success of the Art of Charm, largely with people becoming aware that they can learn social skills. On the other hand, I think it was kind of like, it wasn't necessarily the best way to bring about knowledge of that fact. And so there's a lot of guys out there that think, I've got to be someone different than who I am. I need to be less authentic and put these layers of whipped cream on the the so-called turd that is my current personality, right? But if you put whipped cream on a turd and you put it on a sandwich, what kind of sandwich do you have, right? So at the end of the day, what we're trying to do at The Art of Charm is something that's a a lot different and and involves a lot of authenticity and revolves around your own natural authenticity and charisma than creating something false. Well, let's talk about that authenticity. What is it in the last five or ten years that made people suddenly take such an interest and, and open up basically a whole industry 
around improving yourself socially because that seemed to be almost like a black arts secret magic trick right. until everybody realized, wait, I can actually do this and maybe I should do this. Sure. Well, as it started, it was kind of like, get girls and sleep with more women. And that, I'll, I'll be totally honest, that's pretty attractive for 99.9% of guys. Telling guys that they can learn how to network better and that they can learn how to be more charismatic, they're like, whatever, yeah. that's for old people. I can do that later. I can do that later. Right. If you tell them it's going to help you get the girl, that's a much more attractive value proposition. So, these, so guys, I get that. these guys are coming in thinking, I need to get better with women, but then you end up transforming right. them. We call it hiding the broccoli because in order to get a kid to eat broccoli, which is good for them, you got to pour cheese on it. So the marketing in large part is the cheese. It's like, learn how to get the girl. But really it's like, oh, you want to get the girl? Here's how you become the better man that the girl will actually want. Not how to manipulate and pull the strings, but more like how to change your belief systems so that you change into the person that you, one, naturally are without all the crap layered in, and two, that authentic, attractive version of yourself that's going to attract the right women into your life. So walk, walk us through that. What does that look like when the man or a woman walks into the Art of Charm for one of your workshops? Sure. So our men's workshops are six days long. Guys will come in from all over the world. I mean, I was just at the office, and there were guys from Denmark, Australia, the U.S., and Canada in one room learning. And we cap our programs really tight. So there's seven or eight guys in there. We're getting pretty deep with them over a 60-hour, six-day program that's residential in nature. So you don't afterwards, after all is said and done, you don't get to go back to your hotel room and flip on the TV and decompress. You're always in it. They're in it, and they're, they're in and it. they're living with you guys for those, six, for those six days, right? Correct. So yeah. there's like a dorm feel to it, but mm-hmm. what you're really doing is immersing them, immersing them in, in your program. Right. Exactly. So what happens at night? At night, the guys will either hang out and bro out with each other, or they'll go out with our field coaches for structured field work, which involves taking what they learn during the day and applying it in nighttime field. We call it field work. So it might be a lounge or a bar or a club, but it might also just be a restaurant because this is something that you do everywhere. It's something that you become. It's something that you are being, not something that you are learning to do. Does that make sense? Yeah, it sounds, like make the, sense? it sounds like Star Wars. Maybe, maybe, yeah. And I'm I mean, sure that a lot of people watching this probably get that more than but I you're do. Te- I mean, you're teaching a philosophy to, to guys and girls, right? You're not teaching a bag of tricks. Right, it's, it's not a bag of tricks. It's actually a, a subtractive process. And what I mean by that is essentially if you have your core level personality that's what you are when you wake up and you're a baby or something like that, when you're born and you're a baby, you have this core level personality that has nothing added to it. There's no social programming. There's no weird issues that you get from your mom or your dad. There's no rejection on prom night by the girl that you are dating or whatever kind of random experiences that shape us that cause us to layer on protective measures over the years, right? That, that is what leads us off our path. It's what tells us and generates belief systems that are bad for us. So things like, us. things like self-consciousness or, exactly. or shyness. Or... Yeah, social anxiety. You don't really have babies with anxiety, right? That's developed from some subset of behaviors so that you somebody get, else so has. So you get a guy who comes into your, your classroom and he's anxious or he's scared or he's, he doesn't feel comfortable going up to a girl and saying, hey, so how do you, what's the subtractive process? What does that look like? The subtractive process, it's really interesting. And by the subtractive, what I mean is we're taking away some, peeling the onion. We're peeling those layers away. And that's why we have therapists on staff and things like that, because sometimes you get into an issue that's deeper than you might have expected. It's like being a lawyer, which I used to be, you never really want to ask a question to which you don't already kind of know the answer. So sometimes that'll happen by accident. But usually what we're looking for is, oh, this person feels the need to impress others all the time. 
Why is that? What belief system does this person have that's influencing his actions, which are influencing his current results? Because what you have, again, with the mind follows the body and the body follows the mind is belief systems influence actions which influence outcomes or results. So we're, instead of trying to change, which is what pickup artist guys are doing, they're trying to change behaviors. This is tricky, and you're going to do this, and right, or wear, your wear way this, this wig, or right, whatever. Right, and that's going to influence results for sure, right? But it's going to be temporary. It's going to be an uphill battle. It's going to be a lot of work. But if you have the belief system changed, you don't have to worry much about the actions or behaviors because those are naturally following your belief system. So instead of saying, all right, my body language has to be upright and I have to be turned at this angle and I've got to be like this and my chin's got to be up and forward, that's hard to maintain all the time. It's exhausting and what it does is it puts you in your head. Right. And so instead of listening to what you're saying or what she's saying, I'm up here thinking, what does she think of me? Am I doing this right? Is this working? And so if you're out there and you're looking at that and you're thinking, oh my gosh, that's me, what's happening is you're trying to influence your behaviors without changing your mindsets. And so what we'll work on is the mindsets. If you've got a mindset that says, I'm not good enough as I am because my mom told me so or I feel that way around women because X, Y, Z, we want to pinpoint that. Because once we get that in order and we tighten the screws on that and we get rid of any head trash that might be in there or help you get rid of any head trash that might be in there, that's going to change your actions and your behaviors automatically. We don't have to manually teach you to sit up straight when you're feeling good that type of thing naturally happens. All of those things follow. They fall in line. So you guys are getting really deep. Really and deep. And really quickly. Yes. Um, and I don't think it's an accident that the Art of Charm came up in our generation because, you know, one of the most interesting things about what you do, and Jordan, you're a digital guy. Like, you live online. You have a really active, you know, Twitter following. Like, yes. you, ha- you're, you live digitally. Yes. But in the digital world, in our generation, there's so much bullshit that we have to wade through to get to the real stuff. And right. I often feel like people walk around and they just feel like, I don't even know what's real anymore. Like, books are telling me to carry myself this way or whatever. And you're teaching an authenticity that's very unique, I think, to this generation. So I, what, what I is do. That? I agree. I think it's one of the rarest things. And if you look at any of the instructors like Johnny, Justin, AJ over at The Art of Charm, what they're looking for is that authentic version of you. When you throw it, when you finally get exasperated enough with us and you throw out all of the behaviors that you're manufacturing to get people to see you in a certain way, that's when you're most authentic. And you might not think that that's pretty. You might not think that that's attractive, but the authenticity itself is what's attractive. And it doesn't mean that it matches up with your media perception or with what you think you should look like. And that's important for multiple reasons. One, not the least of which, is that you're going to filter the right people into your life. Oh, I don't want to be authentic because what if my friends and family and girlfriend, they don't like that, right? We get married guys that come in or guys in relationships that come in. What if they don't like that? That's not the right person for you. And that might sound like a cop-out answer, but what that means is if if the unadulterated version of yourself is not something that is attractive to the current partner that you have, that is a problem because if that's really the case, which is very seldom true, if that's really the case, then what you're going to end up with is a partner that's reinforcing all those negative belief systems. And some people out there are going, well, so what? I'll have a negative belief system. Big deal. I'll have a partner and I'll be happy otherwise. Those belief systems aren't just, this is how I'm being in a relationship. Because how you do anything is how you do everything. If you're being different in that relationship because your partner likes it or shows you that they like it, well, you're being different at work. You're being different with your family. You're being different with your friends. You're being different for your kids. So you're 
pointing out that those patterns exist across their lives exactly. and then reprogramming it, which might explain why your student base has gotten so interesting recently. You were, we were talking about this earlier. Yes. It's not, well, I, for, for one thing, it's not just single guys who go on a, uh, who want to go pick up girls. Right. It's also married guys who want to have a better relationship or be mm-hmm. better at work. But you also have CIA agents, military service people. Yes. You have tech ops people. You have intelligence people. You have this whole mix of interesting students now. Yes. Yeah. What, why are they coming to the Art of Charm? It's it's really interesting to walk in a room and see one of the super hackers that's you know fighting China or whatever in one program, uh, along with some Green Beret or something like that in the same program. I mean, it's it's really great to but see these. But those guys people. have been through war, right? And they've been through right. like some of the most intense training in the world. Absolutely. So what have they missed that they're coming to you for? I think when you go through that type of training, you're, le- you're stealing yourself to a lot of, you're really making yourself a hard exterior, especially when you've got to look at combat veterans and people who are really, really engaged with high-intensity or low-intensity type of conflict that's literally life-threatening. Not the scary stuff you get when you're talking to a girl that you don't know or talking with somebody that you're, you're, you hold on a pedestal or something, a boss. It's literally life and death with those guys. So what they're looking for is any tool that can go in their toolkit that will make them better at that could potentially be life-saving or at least alter the outcome of something that is very serious. We think our problems as you know, working on our media is a problem or are going to be embarrassing. What they have, they make a mistake, that could be catastrophic. Right, and what's interesting is like the fear that they're encountering in the battlefield is different from the fear they're encountering at the bar. Maybe, but it might also be very similar in a lot of ways because that type of anxiety can be triggered probably not in equal measure, but certainly the same type. So you will get guys who are trained snipers who are who have done a lot of things that would steal your nerves however when it comes to talking to a girl they're attracted to it goes right under the armor because it gets to the core of who we are especially as men our egos are completely wrapped up in how well we do with women that's why we lie about it to everybody that's why it's the biggest load of crap that you'll ever hear from your friends what is it what is it about relationships flirting that that gets us so primally that some th- of these guys who have dealt with harder things don't know how to deal with that. I think it, it probably at some level has to do with our evolutionary biology, right? If we can't reproduce, our entire existence is meaningless, right? So we want to maximize that. And unfortunately, rather than maximizing it, we'd rather have other people see that we're maximizing it, probably in some sort of subconscious effort to, again, re-maximize that. Like, oh, I'm doing so well with girls. Please, I hope everybody believes me so that I can actually sort of fake it till I make it. Right, the let me, is let me put work. that on Instagram and, right. and hope the rest follow. Right, and going back to the social media thing, that sets up a whole different set of unhappiness for us right now. Being a digital guy, I look at some of my friends and I'm like, their life is so incredible. They're in Bali and they're traveling here and there and everywhere else. And then you talk to them in real life and they're not doing so good sometimes because they're real human beings with real feelings. But it's really easy for us to compare ourselves to those other folks. And that also affects us at that same level we were just discussing, where a guy might be a Green Beret, he might be amazing in every area of life and been good at absolutely everything. But even if you're the greatest at everything you've ever done, you will probably never feel like you're the greatest at every single thing. So you're always going to seek out, if you're a growing, if you're a growth-oriented person and you're a superstar, you're always going to seek out ways to attack your weaknesses. And that's why it's funny because guys will go, oh, what kind of losers go to the art of charm? And they're usually the 
the type of loser that theoretically should seek some serious right. dating and help. Who, and who would be afraid to sign up and for a program. And would definitely be afraid to sign up for a program. The guys who do come through are entrepreneurs, successful guys in other areas of their life, Green Berets, people like that. They'll come through because they go, all right, I'm really good at this, 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 this. Mm, that could use a little work. Where can I get help with that? The Art of Charm will, will fill in the gaps a little bit. Does your advice apply to women? It does. The difference that we have for women is that the attraction mechanisms, charisma mechanisms, things that get people to like and trust you are slightly different, If depending on what we're talking about, slight to radically different between men and women. How do they differ? Well, for men, we have it easy. And I know guys are thinking, what are you talking about? No, women have it easy. They just stand there and they get approached by guys all the time. Men have it easy because if I'm born short and fat, which maybe I was, and kind of still am, right? You can, I can learn to be charismatic, go out and have personality do all of the heavy lifting for me. All of it. And I mean almost absolutely all of it. Whereas if you're a girl, there's just a cold truth that signs of youth and fertility are what's going to be most attractive to you. You can get philosophical about it all you want. You know, women age like fine wine. Yes, it's true in some respects. Is it biologically the case? No. And so what we focus on is what's teachable and trainable. And what that means is that for men, we can train personal magnetism, nonverbal communication, charisma, lifestyle changes that are going to radically change your life. For women, it is a completely different ballgame. But all those things do apply to women. They, they do apply to women. They're just not the game changer. Whereas, for example, if guys, guys as, as humans, we make the mistake that everybody thinks like us. So you'll see guys in the gym who are really doing a lot of sit-ups, Hardcore dieting, not for health reasons, but because they think, well, women want guys that are good looking. Because for us as men, we're looking at women and thinking, all right, 90% of the equation here are how she looks and the other 10% personality, yeah, I can forgive it. We're in LA right now. If you don't believe me, look around at all these guys dating these absolutely horrible women that look great, right? And, and if, if, you, if you're not in LA and you can't see that example, look at the divorce rate, all right? It happens a lot and it's not necessarily the fault of men or the fault of women. But it becomes untrue. If you ask women, they go, well, I want a guy who's confident. I want a guy who can make me laugh. Sort of these vague, nebulous things. And again, I'm not blaming women for that. That's what they feel. And it is, to some nature, correct. But those things, luckily, that's why I say as guys, we're lucky. Those things are trainable. They are very, very trainable. So what is one tip you could give to people right now to become better? I would say that the, the one tip that we do have that I always, I love like these little sound bites, right, is checking your nonverbal communication. Because we have the, the idea that it's what we say and how clever we are and, and how that works for us is what really makes the determinant. However, we know that verbal words and verbal behavior are seven-ish percent of communication, depending on which baloney study you're looking at that day from whichever Harvard scientist, right? But we do know without a doubt that nonverbal communication is the biggest part of that equation in terms of people getting a first impression of you. Is this person confident? What is this person doing and how are they showing up to me? What's going on beneath the words? What's going on beneath the words? Again, behaviors, actions, results, right? So if you can change your nonverbal behavior, your, your mindsets will follow eventually. It's going to be an uphill battle, but they will change eventually. And you're going to be delivering that first impression at least much better than maybe you originally would if you're not consciously aware of it. So there are the mechanics of vocal tonality, how to carry yourself, make sure you're standing up straight. 
But you know, a second ago we were talking about the superficial aspects of mm -hmm. attraction, and right. then we were talking about the deeper thing of authenticity. Right. So how can people start to become more authentic? And isn't becoming more authentic a paradox? It, it is, and that's a far more important point, actually. Authenticity is far more attractive than any set of nonverbal behavior, fake it till you make it type crap that we could go over here. And so thank you for just calling me out on that blatantly. But yes, it, is, it does make sense to say, wait a minute, you're teaching authenticity. I smell a rat. That doesn't make sense. It's contradictory. It's actually not at all. Because again, going back to the subtractive process, right? you're looking at adding on layers of personality and looking at some of these other things that people do. I'm going to dress in nice clothes, and I'm going to drive a nice car, and I'm going to wear Warby Parker glasses or whatever to look really cool and great and be attractive. That is not necessarily going to work. But if we're subtracting our insecurities, we're subtracting our little neuroses that make us, that are the result of bad belief systems. Then we're getting more real. Then we're getting more authentic. So I'm not teaching you to be more authentic. I'm teaching you, and the art of charm is teaching you to get rid of your head trash, which is keeping you from being authentic. Your body, your mind wants to be authentic. Right, and you delve into that in a lot more detail in the podcast. Which Absolutely. people can check out. Um, what do people need to know today, like literally today, that they didn't need to know even two or three years ago? It's... It's, it, this is a loaded question. There's a lot to do with men's gender roles, which we probably shouldn't necessarily dive into in, in this short segment here. Well, fine. <laughs> All right, then. Can you make it quick? Yes. I'll try to see what I can do. Our gender role as a man used to be pretty damn clear in the 50s and 60s. I so I hear. I wasn't there, but well, we all watch Mad Men. So we all watch it, right? Sense. So you get a you get an idea of how men theoretically were on TV right. <laughs> from in that time. <laughs> However, right now women don't need again. They don't rely on a man for economic support. They can survive without it um, and without us. So us as men, theoretically, that should be a good thing. But for a lot of us. And again, this is subconscious and cultural. We're not thinking about this all the time. But we don't really know where our gender role is. What do we do? How do we get and keep a great girl? They don't need us to just be provider protectors anymore. They're That's not looking not for cavemen. They're not looking for cavemen. Yeah. Some are biologically looking for some signs and some communication and some signals that those things are still there. Right? And that's biology. That has not changed. And luckily, that's the basis of what we do at The Art of Charm is biological. That said, the cultural overlay has greatly changed. The cultural landscape has greatly changed. So we as men have to evolve with that. It's not that simple anymore. I totally agree. And I think the fact that like the whole Great Recession and the shifts in the economy make what you're doing all the more relevant because now we can't just walk into a job interview, nail it, and just expect that the world will let us coast along. It feels like we need to hustle more. We need to be more creative. Those are all the things that you're teaching. Absolutely. So I feel like it's only gotten more important in the last few years, and that's new. Definitely. That is new. I hadn't necessarily thought about that myself, but you're absolutely right. You can totally use that. There, I will. It's <laughs> stolen. There's definitely something that if, if we had invented the art of charm 30 years ago, it would be much more like some of that corporate training is now, or here's how you do a presentation right. and shake hands and look in the eye. And here's how you make a Tom Collins. Exactly. Right, exactly. Light the man's cigarette. And Three button suits, pocket watch. That stuff is great. That's old school. It's fine, but it's very surface because they didn't have to think about the role of a man. Right, right. That makes perfect sense. Well, I'm so glad we got to talk about this because I feel like Me it's too. more relevant than ever. I love what you're doing at The Art of Charm. You guys can check it out at theartofcharm.com. And you can check out Jordan's podcast, The Art of Charm Podcast, on iTunes. And uh, do you have anything else going on? I feel like there's always AOC events and There's stuff always like that. stuff going on. We have our boot camps in Los Angeles. If you're sitting at home thinking that's really far, 
Crimea River. We've got guys there from Australia, Denmark, U.S. and Canada. You can get there if you prioritize it, burying your head in the sand. How's that working out for you? <laughs> yeah, Ed. and you can always start with the podcast, which I'm a listener of and I love. It's just, it's great. Thank Interviews, you. CEOs, fitness experts, psychologists. It really covers all sorts of interesting, interesting things for men and women. Criminals as well. Get into the mind of a criminal. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Recent that's episode. It, so even if none of this is interesting to you, look into the mind of a criminal. It's a, it's a great podcast. You can check it out. Um, let us know how you feel and leave us your comments for Jordan in the section below. And take a moment to subscribe to The Lip TV. So for you guys that really dug that, you can also check out the video on YouTube or we are going to embed it in the show notes at theartofcharmpodcast.com so you can actually watch what you just heard. Thanks again, guys. See you next time. All right, show feedback and guest suggestions. We rely on you guys to help keep our finger on the pulse. So if you know someone who's a good fit for the show, let us know at jordanh at theartofcharm.com. Bootcamp details for our live programs also at theartofcharm.com, and that's where you're going to find links to us on Twitter, Facebook, and other social media as well. If you're listening to this but you're not subscribed in iTunes or Stitcher or something like that, then that needs to change. Getting our shows delivered free to your phone or computer is the best way to make sure you don't miss a thing. You can do that by going to iTunes and searching for the Art of Charm podcast or by going to theartofcharm.com slash iTunes and clicking subscribe. That's really it. And you guys can help us. Subscribe in iTunes and give us a five-star rating. Write something nice and we will love you forever. Just go to iTunes.com slash theartofcharm and it'll take you right there. When you write us a review, it not only makes us feel proud, but it helps keep us up in the ranks so that other people who can use this information can find the show more easily to get the credible advice that they need. It's also the best way to support the show other than purchasing products and training from us. So tell your friends because the greatest compliment you can give us is a referral to someone else either in person or shared on the web. Now have a great week, go out there and get social, and leave everything better than you found it.